0: Hey everyone, Brian Zimmerman here, host of Jazz's Backstage Pass. And of course, before we get into this episode with saxophonist Dave Cause, I wanted to thank our monthly sponsor. That would be Eric Baldwin. Uh, Eric, thanks for making this show possible. If you too would like to become a monthly sponsor of Jazz's Backstage Pass, all you have to do is click that link in the show notes description. You'll be well on your way. All right, let's see what's going on with Dave Cause. <music> All right, what is going on, everybody? Brian Zimmerman here, executive editor of Is Magazine and host of Jazz's Live coming at you on a Wednesday. The plan is to keep it short and sweet this time. And for my money, I can think of nothing sweeter than a chat with my friend Dave Cause uh, on the occasion of the release of his brand new album, A New Day, which is coming out this Friday, October 9th, which happens to be 30 years and one day after the release of Dave's debut album. Uh, This has been a really fun album to watch. Dave has been putting out this amazing uh, Colors of a New Day initiative leading up to the release. You may have even seen some of these videos. And then on this Friday, October 9th, he's going to have a virtual album release party. So we're going to be talking to him about all of that. Without further ado, Let us go ahead and welcome my friend, friend of jazz's, saxophonist extraordinaire, Dave Cause.
1: Hi, that's such a nice (laughs) intro, Brian. It can only go
0: downhill from here. I mean every word of it, man. Uh,
1: Well, I appreciate it. It's great to see you as always. Thank you very much for having me on the show. It's a... It's a special week, and um, this is this makes it even more special, so thank Absolutely.
0: you. Absolutely. You are one of our few return guests. I just like talking to you. I like having you around, and I happen to like your music, too. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun watching these Colors of a New Day videos come out, and I can't wait for the album to come out on Friday. Uh, you know, and we will get to that in a minute. I'm just curious. It's been like I know time is like of no consequence now. It means nothing, but I think it's been four or five months since we last spoke. As I mentioned, I've got a beer now, I mean, the world has just turned upside down. A lot has changed. So <laughs> what has been going on in uh, the land of Cause? Obviously, aside from the new album, what 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 have you been doing, Dave? By the way, the you know, twenty twenty of the, the list of things that
1: people talk about in twenty twenty, Brian Zimmerman's beard <laughs> is probably number one or two for most people, and then everything else like
0: <laughs> number one trending topic on Twitter. <laughs> Um, no, but it looks good,
1: buddy. Uh, I, it. You. I like it. Thank um, you. Anyway, uh, yes, this has been a, a wonderful. Um, it's just a, a very interesting experience this year. It's it, it's wonderful to be able to make music during this year. And when the pandemic hit, I wasn't I wasn't really planning on doing an, an album. Even though, as you mentioned so kindly in your intro, that this is my 30th anniversary year. Uh, I wasn't really thinking of doing an anniversary album or doing anything like that. It just, but when the pandemic hit, it just seemed like, okay, I kind of felt like I knew what I needed to do. I didn't know how to do it Mm -hmm. uh, because this was, this was a new experience for all of us. I had never made a completely virtual album. In fact, a lot of the songs, not all the songs, but even, I'd say probably half of the songs on this album were written virtually as well, which means, you know, people, if I'm writing with, um, Darren Ron, for example, is a saxophone player, producer. We wrote a couple songs for this album. We'd be he lives in Denver, so we'd be sending ideas back and forth in the writing stage. Oh, wow. And then once I got all the songs together, um, it went into a virtual recording situation where nobody was with anybody. And this is sort of like right. counter to the way that you make records, where right. you really play off of everybody. It's so a, sort of a really you, interesting right? thing. But I, I knew that for me. How I use music, Brian. I'm sure the same with you. Music lovers go to their music collection in times of great strife, and times of turmoil, and times when you you know of uncertainty. And this year has been that and everything else. And I think people have really used their music to, as go to 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 provide that sense of calm. So this was the first time that I've ever had such a complete you know tunnel vision of what I'm doing, which is. I made this record completely for that purpose, just to provide some some comfort and some good vibes to people who really, uh, I mean, we all need it right now. So yeah. hopefully that's exactly what's going to happen.
0: It certainly brings that, man. You talk about channeling the creativity. This was, this is like your first album of original material in something like 10 years, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 10 so. years
1: has been since the last, I've, I've released a lot of music in the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was uh, Hello Tomorrow, which was my last album of original material, it came out uh, in 2010. And this is actually my 20th album and um, kind of a 30, 30, 30th anniversary. So it's like a 10, 20, 30 experience. A lot of milestones. Cool, man. Uh, but uh, I really I think the most important thing was, for me at least, was uh, capitalizing, if you will, on the fact that all these amazing musicians, whether they were sidemen or Bob James, David Sanborn, Brian McKnight, Jeff Lorber, Paul Jackson Jr., Marc Antoine, Rick Braun, everybody was home. Yeah. Everybody was home, sidelined from what they normally do, which was be out on the road and um, very hard to get to, you know, even just for a, a quick overdub or something like that. But everybody was home and they had this pent up energy. this musical pent up energy to, to express. So we, we would send tracks and get them back and they would be like exploding out of the speakers because of (laughs) everybody's just unbridled passion to make music when they couldn't make music in the normal
0: ways that they would normally do. Right. And can really focus in on it. And, you know, not just musical pent up, you know, it wasn't just music that's pent up. People just have a lot of feelings pent up, and you know, can be joy, can be frustration, and you know, and and you're hearing that. I think a lot in the music being made, especially during this time. It's it's so communicative. It's, it's so expressive, and uh, yeah, this this music really is. How did it feel to pick up the pen again and and start composing?
1: Um, you know, what's amazing, Brian, is the the music kind of came together, and this is hit or miss for for me in the writing. Phase. I, I i'm not a, a chew gum and walk at the same person at uh, the same time person yes. so i i typically will take time out to write music and and that's actually what was really nice because there was not a lot going on especially in the early days of this pandemic right and i was counter programming in my brain like the world was closing down outside and inside the, the my studio or if i was writing a song or producing a song with with um, Uh, whoever that happened to be, we kind of went against the grain. Like instead of coming from a position of the way the world was feeling, which was so tense and so uncertain and so like filled with all this fear because we were all put into this position that we didn't have any uh, prior experience with. So instead of going from that, I chose to go completely counter and just make music that that felt good to me. So we called upon our our heroes, our feel-good musical heroes. Um, And one of the first songs that was written for this project was a song called uh, Summertime in New York City. I was writing that song in New York City with two of my uh, great collaborators, Evan Rogers and Carl Sturkin. And that was the day, I remember writing that the day, it was March 14th, the day that the NBA closed down, uh, the Broadway closed down, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson uh, mentioned that they had the virus. I mean, it was the day that I think most Americans realized this was a, yeah this was uncharted territory. And the Earth <laughs> so stood hard. still a
0: little bit. Yes.
1: <laughs> so the world was closing down outside of us, and yet inside, we wrote this feel-good anthem. Yeah. Almost like for the day that uh, everything opens up again. That feeling of what it what it might feel like uh, when we get the all-clear sign that we're that the uh, coronavirus COVID-19
0: is, is
1: formally behind us. And what is that going to feel like? That's what that song is about.
0: I love it. And hopefully it will feel like this song. It's a great song. There's a music video out for it, as a matter of fact. Um, and we should mention it, it features vocals by Brian McKnight. Um, and the video is out. You shot it on super eight, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. <coughs> Pardon me, bro. Uh, we didn't, yeah, I didn't
1: shoot it. I hired these (laughs) uh, these young filmmakers who are both 22. Um, Jonah George is the, is the main guy. And, um, it was through the co-writer Evan Rogers. And he said, I know this young filmmaker who shoots everything on super eight and everything looks super retro. And I, I thought of the idea of like, well, what would it be like if we sent these guys out? This was at the end of July, 2020 if we sent them out for a couple of days, it just captured what New York City felt like and looked like July twenty twenty, um, and so what you see, I'm not in the video, thankfully. Right. It's really a snapshot of summer in New York City in yeah. this, you know, this this crazy summer of twenty twenty that we all got through. Uh, miraculously, we got through, and especially New York being a place that I love so much. And I know you feel the same way about it yeah. too. Everybody does. And yeah. New York was, was one of the hot spots early in yeah, the pandemic the that hit. That yeah. really hit hard. So it's, it's really a love letter to that city and the resilience
0: of New Yorkers. It's a beautiful track.
1: Brian, Brian McKnight killed
0: it. hundred percent as he does with everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beautiful track, wonderful vibe of that video. And I also thought it was super cool what you were doing with the colors of a new day initiative. Um, kind of releasing one track at a time. Could you explain what that is and are those videos still available? Can people still watch yeah.
1: them? Uh, they're on my YouTube channel, which awesome. is Dave cause on, on, YouTube. And, uh, this was, this is a, a, a time period, Brian, in, in our lives where, because of the explosion of digital music, that we don't have um, CDs necessarily. I mean, of course, they still exist for some people. Some people still love having physical product, whether it's yep. an LP or a CD or even a cassette. Yeah, uh, you remember that. Um, but I didn't uh, didn't have to sign a record company. I've been releasing music on my own these days, uh, as a lot of artists are doing. And it really is a, a It democratizes the music world. You don't really have any rules. And uh, as we were approaching this year, this is a year where all the rules have been broken. Nothing really, you know, you can can try doing things. If there was ever a year to try something, 2020 is it. So I thought, why not, instead of just releasing one radio single in advance of an album, why not take people on a real journey to hear a bunch of the music. So we uh, released six songs, half of the album. And instead of just releasing songs every week, we decided to put them with a color. Mm-hmm. And there is like a subtle subtext of what that means. Each uh, week we would have the song with the color of the week and people would play along at home and they'd send us the pictures of themselves and the colors. It was really kind of fun. It was just something to do. Um, And you figure that most people are at home looking for something fun to do and music, uh, new music seemed like a a good way to to try this. And at the end we had six colors and it formed a rainbow flag. And the rainbow I really feel was a nice metaphor for this music. I I believe that there is, and I believe this in my heart, as much strife as we've been through, as much pain, as much uh, sadness that we've been through this year I do feel that we're going ultimately to a better place, that there's a rainbow at the end of all of this for all of us. We're not there yet. We have a long way to go. But music will will smooth the journey out for us. And yeah. uh, so it was kind of a way to, to express some hope with this music and put it together in a campaign that that uh, made people feel good. That
0: was really the, the express purpose of it. It did, because when you lose something like live music, which for a listener is not just a way to connect with an artist, but with other fans. You know, you go to a concert and you're bonding with everybody. There's connection going on everywhere. You know, as music fans, we miss that. And so to have something where even virtually we're able to engage in something with you, Dave, as an artist, but other fans was was really, really cool. Um, I'm going to say yeah.
1: that that is a little bit just going on your point there, Brian. Um this might be a little controversial thing to say, but I, I, I've thought about it a lot, and I really feel that a lot of the disunity that we are seeing in this country could come from the fact that nobody has been at a concert. <laughs> when you go out to see live music, especially in the world of jazz, because yeah. when you go to a concert, no matter who's on stage, you see everybody. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that I love about when I get a chance to be on stage, I'm looking out at the audience. Yeah. I'm seeing black, I'm seeing white, I'm seeing every racial group. I'm seeing young and old, and I'm seeing gay and straight and Republicans and Democrats. And Everybody gets along. Yeah. Everybody sees each other, recognizes each other and says, we're cool. We're cool for these two hours to all be together because we're bound by our, our mutual love of whoever it is on stage. Absolutely. And whatever, I mean, you think about the, the, thousands and thousands of concerts that did not happen this year. So people haven't had that experience of seeing themselves in a tapestry and being cool with that. And I think it's frayed our nerves.
0: Really, I, I truly believe that it's frayed our nerves and made us less tolerant. Yeah, so true. One of my fondest musical memories ever was at Gospel Fest in Chicago. You know, by the again, it was everybody from all walks of life. And by the end of the festival, I and everyone, we were literally hugging each other. My wife and I, we were, which, of course, (laughs) you can't have a festival like that nowadays, but you certainly can't hug people nowadays. But that's how close together the music brought us. And hopefully we'll get back to that soon. Um, In the meantime, we have the virtual release concert to look forward to. So this is happening uh, this Friday, right, Dave? Right. It's happening Friday on the release day, October 9th.
1: And uh, people can just head to my website, which is davecos.com, to to get a ticket. It's fifteen dollars, but you also get a free download of the new album, A New Day, right. uh, with your ticket price. And uh, again, we've we've all uh, thing that was really impressive about the artistic community, the creative community, is that we stepped up in in this pandemic. So I mean, every artist that I know was was doing online shows during those uh, quarantine weeks. I did probably about ten of them. And we've all had to find new ways since we can't be out there doing our shows. We've all had to find new ways to uh, to communicate with our with the people who like our music. So this is the first time I've ever done a live stream uh, from a, a venue. We have uh, live musicians. We've got Brian McKnight and uh, David Sanborn and um, Bob James, all uh, Skyping in or Zooming in to be special guests. Uh, it's all hosted by Pat Prescott, the wonderful radio personality. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really excited about it because it's just something new. The, I, I'm such an, an old dog having to learn new tricks. I'm I'm not a digital native. I know it comes as a huge surprise, Steve Right? <laughs> <laughs> all of this is all brand new for me, but I'm Kind of enjoying the newness of it all, and um, we sold a lot of tickets, and and that that is very very gratifying that people want to be a part of this.
0: Well, and that's totally a testament to you, man, because not only is it a great record, you know, but like you say, thirty years and one day after your debut, here you are, thirty years later, and you're having to just reinvent how you make and disseminate an album, you know, and you're doing it in in a really creative way. So
1: that's very, I mean that means a lot coming from you. Cause I know that you keep tabs on how people are releasing music and what they're doing. And, uh, you have a lot more visibility than I do, I'm sure. And I think that it's, um, as long as, as, uh, we can all be open to growing. I think yeah. that's what it is. Um, collaboration is really a, a, a way that, that is a nice insurance policy for me, uh, to ensure that I continue to grow because if I left, If left to my own devices without other people like pushing and pulling me into new directions, I probably just end up doing the same crap over, (laughs) over and over. And that's not to say that my music is, you know, it's just but I feel like collaboration is something that really is important to keep relevant and to keep fresh and to keep moving forward. Um, and I hope that I will be able to make music for, for many, many years in the future. I actually just recorded a follow-up to a new day. A new day hasn't even come out yet, and I already have the follow-up. The move. This has um, been a, like an intensely creative uh, time period for me. So I'm very excited about that. That's a collaboration with Corey Wong, the guitar player from Wolfpack.
0: Oh, and nice. That's going to come right. out uh, in the spring of next year. I'll be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, like I said, it's been four or five months since we've talk, last talked. Since we've last last talked, it's been a while since I last talked. Apparently, uh, <laughs> um, any plans to get out there, tour? You know, maybe start doing the socially distant concerts. I think this year is uh, is a wash. Yeah. Uh, I I know that we're going
1: to do another live stream for our Christmas show this year. Oh, cool. Um, and the the I was really really hoping that we were going to be able to do a Christmas tour this year because I think if there was ever a time where we needed a little Christmas, yeah. and I know that I'm speaking to a Jew like myself, but right. hey, uh, not talking about religious <laughs> but I'm talking about like that feeling that the holidays can give you musically. Yes. Um, and it really hurt me. Uh, Hard to to think about not being able to be out there this year. It would have been our twenty third annual Christmas tour. Hmm. We're going to do it virtually and okay. uh, we have wonderful special guests. That's going to be on December twelfth. Uh, so I'm excited about putting that together. And we're beginning the phase of uh, of booking shows for 2021. And every every show has a little asterisk on it because you right. just don't know whether it's going to happen or not. But I hope it obviously, I hope it happens. I think um, when we finally get to that place where we're doing shows again, uh, I, I think that the the, the pent up demand and the, and the excitement level of fans is gonna be so off the charts that those shows, especially that first say month of shows when we finally get back, um, are gonna be filled with such emotion. I wanna be a part of that. I definitely wanna be a part of that. So. Um, TBD on it all, but uh, yes, short answer, actually long answer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are certainly looking forward to it, Dave. In the meantime, we've got the album release concert. That's this Friday. Again, visit, what's the website, Dave? It's your website.
1: Yep, DaveCause.com for all the information. You can buy a ticket right there.
0: Very cool, and we'll link to it on our site as well. A new album, A New Day is coming out October 9th. Uh, Check it out, people, it's a really good one. Dave. It's always a pleasure talking to you, man. What can I say? Well, I'm hey, my, for doing
1: this. It's my pleasure. You're, you're like the easiest interview ever. It's like talking to your brother,
0: your younger brother, <laughs>
1: younger, well, younger, more handsome brother.
0: Well, Hey, How I don't related, know. About that, actually? <laughs> I don't know about that. You are certainly, you know, as far as handsome jazz musicians go, you got to be, new. if my beard is number one trending. You know, for handsome <laughs> jazz musicians, Dave Cause is near the top. People back me up in the comments section. Uh, but anyway, yeah. man, this has been so great. I'm going to sign off here and I will see you backstage because I'm going to let people know about our fall 2020 issue. Awesome, buddy. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So long, Dave. Bye. All right. So thanks once again to our guest, the incredible Dave Cause New album, A New Day, coming out October 9th. You're definitely going to want to check out that uh, album release, Virtual Party, as well. Again, we'll have a link to that on our site when we post the vid. Also on our site, all the content from our Fall 2020 issue. This issue has already been mailed to subscribers, but we've made it all digital. You can read HTML articles on our site. You need a digital subscription to do that, but we're offering a special subscription rate right now for just 99 cents per month for three months. You could unlock unlimited digital access to the site, plus Plus, we one really to receive a complimentary print issue when we mail the next one in December, which is all about jazz on film. So subscribe now. You get the free content from this issue plus our jazz on film issue uh, in December. Thanks for watching. If you like the content, follow us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, hit that notification bell so that you know when we're going live. I'm Brian Zimmerman. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. We will see you next time.